you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's up, folks here on Locked On NFL on a Wednesday, Thanksgiving, one more day. And we'll be ready to sit down and enjoy some football and eating a bunch of turkey. We thank you for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day because it's your team every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Rod Zolo today, man. My man is uh, my man. James Rapine is traveling and uh, we wanted to make sure we got this show out in due time and with good content. So safe travels to James Rapine and we'll see him, of course, next week. You can always see him every day on Locked On Bengals, however, but. For today, we're going to do it solo. We're going to ride. Uh, you're going to take a little ride with me here in my locked-on shirt. You know, I lost a few pounds. I couldn't get into it before. We're going to talk Jason Garrett. Then in segment number two, we're going to talk those coaches who were hot last year that might not be so hot this year, offenses that struggle. I'm talking about Eric Bieniemy, of course, in Kansas City, and Brian Daybowl up. In Buffalo, it seems like those two coaches were guys that people thought should have gotten um, jobs in the last cycle. What about guys that did get jobs? What about Staley out with the Chargers? He's got a little bit of time to redeem himself, uh, but Arthur Smith, that looks terrible. So we'll talk about some coaches that got hired and some coaches who didn't and to see if uh, anything that you've seen about this year has changed those perspectives. And, of course, the power rankings are out, and we'll hit the power rankings in the third segment, but we're not going to bear the league too much longer. We're just going to get right to it here on Locked On NFL. They must have been listening. They, meaning the New York Giants brass, must have been listening to all of the talking heads on the major networks today uh, in talking about the New York Giants, or yesterday in talking about the New York Giants, because they were all calling for not only – Jason Garrett to get fired. They were calling for Coach Judge to be removed and and uh, uh, Dave Gettleman, the GM. Folks wanted all of them gone, especially folks with rooting interest in the New York Giants. I think it was about right. Uh, I, I don't I don't agree though with some of the sentiment that's coming out. Is like they're saying, why did they hire Jason Garrett in the first place? Well, when you're a head coach of a football team, it seems like if you fail, the next step is to go be a coordinator. That's not something that's out of the stretch of the imagination because what he did in Dallas, he may not just not have been a good head coach. Maybe, you know, it means he couldn't concentrate on coaching the team and calling plays. Uh, we've seen it in the past where guys are better play callers, North Turner, than they are head coaches, North Turner. So uh, it doesn't mean that guys, uh, Vance Joseph seems like he's a better coordinator than he is a head coach. It, it's happened before and it's not, uh, you know, beyond a stretch of an imagination that that guy could go and be a successful coach. I, I don't know, man. Sometimes when you look at these situations and you see coaches that don't appear to be good, players that don't appear to be good, sometimes you wonder which one is it. Of course, the team that I cover here on the Locked On Podcast Network, Jacksonville, they have their struggles right now, and they've had them in the past. And in the past, you didn't know whether it was the players, the support staff, the coaches, the quarterback. Having a bad quarterback can really make your team not look functional. Having a bad coach, sometimes you can hide it by having a good quarterback. If both are bad, 
then I think you have a, a huge problem and you have to figure out and diagnose. You have to make sure that you don't just cut, you don't, you don't just put a bandaid on it, you know, but Jason Garrett is out in New York. Uh, I, I do think it's a move that had to happen because coach judge probably has to save himself and to see if he can spark this team and do something down the stretch for um, those that are in charge to decide that he needs more time. Certainly, if, if they make this change and down the stretch, things seem to get better. And, and many times, some of these, these things, sometimes what happens is usually the head coach gets fired and then things get better down the stretch. And you've seen situations where the ownership has been like, well, let's keep that guy. Happened in Jacksonville with Doug Marone way back in, I believe, 2016, was it? It happened then. And then the next year they made a run to the playoffs. So it was fool's gold. It happened with Romeo Cornell in Kansas City. I recall it happening then. It almost happened in Atlanta with Raheem Morris once uh, Mike Quinn got fired, but they decided to go ahead and reboot that whole thing. We'll talk about whether that worked or not. But in any event, um, the New York media will eat this up, and the New York media can make things happen uh, by putting noise into the machine, and you've seen that happen already. So Jason Garrett is out. Personally, I think he's a bit of a scapegoat. I mean, I done going back to what I just said. I don't think he's necessarily great, but I think that quarterback needs. Uh, he has a lot to be desired, and a lot of this has to fall on him as well. Injuries play a part in it too, uh, but uh, I, I think the three major parts on offense were the coordinator, the, the quarterback, and the offensive line, where you have questions about all three of them. And when you have questions about those three things uh, for that particular team or any any team for that matter, but especially one that is in the media capital of the world, you're going to run into some problems where folks start calling you out. All right, so we're going to – there's a coaching – there might be a coaching change again. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. We're going to take a look at four situations, two where there were changes where guys got jobs and two where guys did not get jobs who folks thought they should. We'll take a little bit of a look back and a review on C and see at this point – how that's all panned out. And we'll do it here as we continue on a Wednesday of Locked On NFL. We're back and better than ever. Who is we? We are Bet Online. That's right. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on. That's right. To receive that bonus from basketball to football, baseball, postseason, which is gone by now. But the NHL is rocking. We just had boxing. We'll have UFC coming up and all of your favorite casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021-22 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. All right, and hopefully your podcasting starts with us here on Locked On NFL. This is your first listen every day. I'm Tony Wiggins, uh, standing in in the driver's seat and riding shotgun because James Rapine is uh, is busy traveling. So I took care of this today, and I hope you guys. Don't miss James too much. No, I'm just joking. That's my boy. But um, coaching changes. There are some that are anticipated. Some are already happening. I believe the Giants uh, firing of Jason Garrett yesterday 
uh, is a result of obviously their poor play, but it's also a result of someone shaking the tree and telling Coach Judge up in New York, you got to show me something before the end of the year. And one of the ways that it seems like he could do that was to fire their head coach. Some teams just have bad luck, man, when it comes to hiring and firing coaches. And I do believe the Giants' bad luck started when they fired Jerry Reese. Um, he wasn't given a chance to fail uh, after he made uh, a couple of decisions, like with get rid of Tom Coughlin and bringing in Coach McAdoo. Uh, he had won a couple of Super Bowls. And I think when someone is like that, you have to give them a, a little bit more time. They haven't been able to get that thing right. I've never been a huge, big fan of Dave Gettleman um, with the way that he goes about his business. They do, however, have some draft capital coming up, so it may be an attractive job. It won't be an attractive job if that coach has to come in and keep Daniel Jones. I think they need to be able to uh, have a clean slate for a coach to come in. Who could it be? At the beginning of this year, you could not have told me that Brian Daybowl or Eric Bieniemy's stock would drop. Both guys were people who were at the top of my list last year to get jobs in the NFL to get head coaching jobs. Of course, I have no, no, no understanding as to why Daybowl didn't get hired because the Bills offense has showed so much promise and their head coach has a defensive background, which means Brian Daybowl probably has a lot more responsibility than a coach who is coaching under a guy who has an offensive background. Eric B enemy. Uh, there's the, I, I don't understand it. I'm not going to tell you that I do, but there's the thought that because Andy Reed is the head coach with an offensive background and is a pseudo play caller, that Eric B. Enemy wasn't doing much out in Kansas City. Now, I've always uh, differed to that is because that didn't stop Matt Nagy from getting a job. That didn't stop Doug Peterson before him from getting a job. And when Doug Peterson was in Philly, it did not stop Frank Reich from getting a job. So it seems like everybody gets jobs based on whatever it was they're doing. And uh, when it comes when it came to Eric B. Enemy, it was just like, well, they want to ch- move the goalposts with him. Unless Kansas City turns it around and starts scoring points like they used to this year, if you couldn't get a job before, it's going to be real tough now because their offense has really, really struggled. They've struggled with uh, being patient. They've struggled with turning the ball over. And they just haven't been that cheat code that everyone for so long says that they were. Everyone says that they're a cheat code. They're a cheat code. Well, they haven't looked much like that now. They're starting to get their groove and win games but they're winning them in a different way. And I think that's by design because that's what teams are forcing them to do. So from uh, the standpoint of winning games before and blowing people out and saying, well, who couldn't call plays under that circumstance to now when they're not winning games the way that people are used to or accustomed to them doing. Now the talk is, well, they look like they're struggling. So, the bottom line is anybody who wants to find a reason not to give Eric B. Enemies a job is going to have a couple of them to point to this year, and it does not make them right. Brian Daybowl, I still haven't put my finger on what's going on up there. Um, he comes from that tree of Bill Belichick, Nick Saban um, in the past, and you could actually see it in his play calling. I don't know if it's, it's, they have a couple offensive linemen nicked up. If they, the, the players aren't responding because they're reading those press clippings, I have no clue uh, as to why they seem to be struggling. But for some reason, uh, they absolutely are. Uh, will it hurt his chances of getting the job? Sure. And if, especially if they don't make a deep run into the playoffs and it's starting to look like they may have to fight their way in, even though in, even under a 17 format, especially if multiple teams, if three teams can come out of the AFC North. 
then that's a problem because now it only leaves one spot open and maybe someone else out of the West can wake up and start winning some games down the stretch. It doesn't look likely, but it's possible. So what are the prospects that they'll get jobs this year? When you look at the guys that did get work, I'm not going to include Urban Meyer. I'm just going to include the two guys. Well, I can even include Robert Sala. Robert Sala is having a hard time in New York because I think the team is bad. And uh, folks saying he looked like, you know, he's over there and doesn't know what he's doing. I don't agree with that. I just think that he's he's pretty much trying to make lemonade with a bag of onions, and it just doesn't work. And I think he probably needs to be given a little more time. I'll give credit for the two wins that he did have uh, because they beat two good teams. They beat two teams they weren't supposed to beat. And so when you look at that, I think you have to give him a little bit more time and a little bit more consideration. With Arthur Smith, the Falcons just look like they've gone backwards. And Terry Fontenot is going to have to answer for that. But they look like they've regressed. They look like they've just totally gone backwards. And after being able to fight and fight and fight early this season, it just seems like now uh, all the fight they had is gone. And uh, they play Jacksonville this week, and that's going to tell uh, a story, uh, a lot of a story about what um, what the future holds for Arthur Smith and that gang and and how uh, they're going to be able to proceed, though. But these coaching hires, man, they're just not they're not home runs. I mean, uh, nobody knows how, how this thing is going to turn out. I think, you know, talking about other guys in the hot seat, Brian Flores. Looks like he could be in a world of trouble. I mean, an absolute world of trouble. People are talking about the fact that Pete Carroll may be in a world of hurt, in a world of trouble. So, uh, I mean, we're just going to have to see uh, how this is going to go for some of these people down the stretch. It's hard. This is hard to do. We talk, we talk about it all the time. Coaching in the NFL is about more than your ability to call plays. It's about having an organization, having a strong staff around you um, and being able, you know, to know how to move. Uh, Urban Meyer has learned that Urban Meyer has learned that as recently as just uh, two days ago where uh, his chief chief of personnel, uh, not his chief of personnel, his uh, chief of staff is now leaving after one year. And there's talk that Urban Meyer may can his entire staff, on offense and uh, start with Dan Mullen as offensive coordinator since Dan Mullen has lost his job at the University of Florida. You just never know how it's going to go with these coaching uh, changes. I tell you what, I think the power pole is reflective of a lot um, of what we will know about what will happen next year. The power pole or weekly power rankings are out here on the Locked On Podcast Network, on the Locked On NFL. Our guys from around the league are the ones who created it. You're going to figure out what that is, and we'll do it here in just a second on Locked On Jaguars. I'm sorry, Locked On NFL. I'm so used to saying that. Locked On NFL on a Wednesday. If you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one because those protein bars are all waxy and chalky and just plain and hard to 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 really consume unless you got a flavored drink to go along with it to wash it down bill bar isn't like that man because you're missing out big time if you haven't had one 
It's 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're not eating something different than a protein bar. You're eating a protein bar, but it's really the texture and it tastes like a candy bar. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating something off the candy aisle and not off the health food aisle because built bars are low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and very high in protein. So they pack a nice punch for all of you people trying to work out like me. Another great thing about Built Bar, there's so many mouth-watering flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, my favorite, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. This month, Built Bar is coming out with a new limited-time flavor about every three or four days. So check their website often if you don't want to miss out. Here's the offer for you. You go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. That's right. It's Built.com. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. Do yourself a favor too, man, and follow him on Twitter at, at bar underscore built for all the latest information and see those beautiful built bars. That great packaging they come in too, man. I love that. I love the way something is presented and they do a really, really good job at that. So it's built.com with the promo code of LOCK15 for 15% off your order. Okay, man, we're rolling along here on a Wednesday on Locked On NFL. I got it right. I got it right. I said Locked On NFL. Uh, I'm Tony Wiggins. Again, uh, James Rapine is traveling, and uh, we wish for safe travels for him. He'll be back with me next week. Uh, But for right now, we got it. I'm going to give it to you. Uh, You don't have to wait any too much longer. Roll call, please. There it is. The week 11 power rankings in the nfl i'm gonna start at the top not the bottom i'll go and just read them off to you if you're not watching on youtube i'll do it for you the arizona cardinals are at the top spot at nine and two after being number three a week ago the tampa bay bucks are seven and three of course they're at number two after being at number five a week ago the number one team from a week ago were the packers they didn't drop too far they're at number three The Rams, after being seventh, have moved back up to number four. The Chiefs, after being ninth, and this is after a a very, very slow start. That People still had them up there because they they were off to a slow start, but nobody wanted to move them down. Well, guess what? The Chiefs have found their – they've got their footing on them at seven and four, and they're creeping back to the top of the power rankings. They're sitting at number five. Number six is the Ravens. The Ravens seem like they're always six. Number seven is the Titans, and they seem like they're always hanging around there. Uh, And the news for the Titans is that if they make it to the playoffs, they expect that Derrick Henry has a good shot to come back in January. So it seems like if they could just hold on, they'll be all right. And with the division they're in, I'm sure they will be fine. The Cowboys are eighth after sitting at four. Two bad losses in the last three weeks. Check New England out. We did our podcast last Wednesday here on Locked on NFL, and I told you to watch out for the familiar team from the great Northeast, and they are right there in the top 10 and looking as dangerous as anybody in the league. The Bills are sitting there at number 10. Now, remember, when I said if the Bills are going to have a problem getting in, it's because another team had to rise up. Right now, there are some teams sitting right behind them that could make a lot of noise and get the third wild card spot. And those teams, Pittsburgh is one of them, but they're way back at 18. That's what I'm talking about. The next three teams in the power rankings, 
The Chargers, the Colts, and the Bengals are, and the Browns, that's four teams, 11, 12, 13, and 14. If Buffalo continues to falter and they have a hard game against uh, the Patriots left, what will happen is, is even though there's seven spots left in the playoffs, I mean, you almost got to assume that uh, at the very least, even if Buffalo doesn't win the division, they're going to be one of those teams. Right now, the Chargers are right there. The Colts are behind them. The Bengals and the Browns. So all within a half a game is a bunch of teams vying for like three playoff spots. We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, number 15 to me is another surging team right now because they've sort of gotten themselves together, and that's the Vikings. The 49ers are 16th. That's exactly where I had them in my poll too. And they, you got to watch out for them because they've gotten healthy and they have a couple of good wins up under their belt, and they seem like one of those teams that's trying to surge at the end of the year. Let's go through the second half really quick. I won't keep you too much longer. 17 is the Saints. 18 is the Steelers. They probably should be a little bit higher. They played a game without Big Ben and got a tie with uh, the Lions, but they could have been at this point six and four if Ben had played. The Raiders seem like they're on their way down. They're at 19. The Eagles are making a little bit of a noise and can probably raise some sand in the NFC a little bit, but they might have to win the division. Washington football team is 21. Carolina's 22. Uh, the Broncos are 23. The Seahawks are 24. That's one team I can't understand. They're 24 and they're three and seven. The Falcons are 25. Dolphins, 26. Bears, 27th. The Giants that I mentioned in the first segment are 28th. Jaguars are 29th. Texans are 30th at two and eight. Good for them. They moved up a little bit. The Jets are 31 and the Lions are 32. So there are your power rankings for week 11 and we'll see how they are affected by this weekend's games as we move towards thanksgiving i want to tell you guys that i we thank you all for joining us here all the time on locked on nfl make sure i get that right again here on locked on nfl every single day but particularly for us we host the show james and i host the show on wednesday and we always have a good time talking to you guys. All right, I want to remind you something. You're going on Bet Online, but before you do that, make sure you listen to the Locked On Bets podcast and make it your second listen every day. Uh, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Make sure you guys take care of each other. Um, you'll probably... You, you may, I don't know, depending on what the guys do, if you all are enjoying Turkey Day and don't have a chance to, uh, we'll see you Friday. Or you can listen to an encore edition of Locked on NFL anywhere where you get your podcast because we're free on all platforms. Continue to take care of each other, man. And until next time, I'm Tony Wiggins from Locked on NFL. For James Rapine, who's not here with us today, but he'll be back. Take care.